look, I know this season isn't last season. New players, new all that, but man, everything feels so familiar. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 19th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll clean up some stuff from the weekend as the season, as, as I've noted, has a little bit of a familiar tinge to it now. It, it certainly feels like this team is starting to find its footing and get back on track. I'll, I'll express some of those thoughts here in a minute. And then we'll talk a little bit about Al Farouk Aminu and how he's had one crazy wild ride of a week and why this is the exact reason why the Magic signed him in the first place. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to get the lowdown on the Toronto Raptors, who had a big win over the Charlotte Hornets on Monday? Check out Locked on Raptors. Want to get the lowdown on any t- on the Rockets, who won their eighth straight game? Check out Locked on Rockets. It doesn't matter which team you cheer for, hate, want to learn more about. It doesn't matter. You can find them all on the Locked on Podcast Network, plus our national podcast, Locked on NBA, the Hollinger and Duncan NBA podcast, uh, Locked on Face Basketball, and plenty more. Whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, college, or NHL teams, you can find your team with a lo- with a podcast that covers them on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Find them wherever you download podcasts today, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic have not had the start that they really wanted. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that. I think it's pretty safe to say that... A lot of us had a conception of what the Magic would be. I certainly said it here that I thought the Magic would have to get off to a fast start, be like 8-5, and 7-6 and six to be in really good shape, and here they are at 6-7. and seven. A somewhat disappointing start when compared to expectations. But more importantly, the way the team played, while there were certainly some positive signs, and, and I, I probably hammered them home more than, than I should have, or, or hammered them home a little bit because I, I tend to be an optimist at this time of year, while there were positive signs, overall, the team wasn't getting the results it needed. Nothing terrible, no like crazy bad results. They were competitive. But we know how tight this playoff race can be. And at the end of the day, they may look to some of these early games as, as a reason why they're not where they want to be within the standings or wherever that is, in or out of the playoffs or what seating they get. These early games do count. The Magic were just slightly off would be probably the best way to put it. They didn't look like the team they were last year. They weren't as bad as they maybe could be, but they didn't look like the team that kind of captured everyone's hearts last year. The defense was there, sure, but the offense just didn't move, and it didn't feel like players had taken the steps up that they needed or had become the players that this Magic team would ultimately need to succeed at the levels they wanted to succeed at. And then came this homestand, and and really then came Friday. Friday night really felt like the first time this team felt right. Maybe Wednesday did to some extent. Maybe I'll give give it Wednesday. Wednesday against the Sixers. The team really felt like itself. 
the team had some injuries, you know, really some, some not serious injuries, but nagging injuries that slowed their development in a shortened preseason, not having the ability to go through camp and practice and the intense practice of the preseason kind of put the magic back behind the eight ball a little bit instead of uh, valuing and, and taking advantage of their continuity. I think the continuity has enabled the team to get back on track quicker when guys got healthy. But it's definitely a struggle. Um, you know, Nikola Vucevic missed time. Terrence Ross missed time. Evan Fournier was nursing a little injury. Aaron Gordon nursed a little injury. A lot of key guys weren't 100% through camp, and I don't think the Magic had the camp they wanted. And yeah, when you go back and look at some of those early season games, it bled into the regular season. The Magic weren't the team they wanted to be. They weren't the team they could be. But you saw it when Terrence Ross took a few day, few games off to, to rest a, a, an injured knee. He came back in refreshed. His shot was back under him. And he hit some big shots for the Magic in that win Wednesday against the Philadelphia 76ers. And some big shots again Friday in the win over the San Antonio Spurs. You look at Nikola Vucevic. He got himself kind of back in rhythm. I know he struggled shooting from the field against the Spurs. But now his defense seems a lot sharper. His rhythm and timing is a lot better after missing all that time, after missing some time. And a 30.17 rebound performance, not to mention being named Eastern Conference Player of the Week, would suggest Nikola Vucevic is playing a whole lot better and playing at the level the Magic need him to play at. And I would tend to agree with that. Evan Fournier has looked like FIBA Fournier. But it's less the individual uh, play. It's less the way each individual player is contributing at this point in determining who the Magic are and what the Magic want to be. It's about the team spirit, focus, and attention. And maybe that isn't all the way where it needs to be yet. Uh, Evan Fournier said after after Sunday's win against the Washington Wizards uh, on Fox Sports Florida that the first half against the Spurs, they, they didn't really play with much intensity. Um, but they came back in the second half and, and played at the level that they needed to play at. They, they, they fine-tuned some things. They weren't perfect, but they fine-tuned a lot of things, kept themselves in the game, and made a run to win it. To me, that drive, that determination, I wouldn't call it desperation or, or, or necessarily urgency, but that determination... And belief is what characterized last year's team. They didn't have the best players. They didn't have the ability to break you down. But they they fought and they scratched and they clawed to get stops, to get open shots. And when the chips were down, when the chips came down, they could hit the big shots. I mean, the shot Evan Fournier hit from the corner to clinch that game or to give the Magic the lead for good in that game against the Spurs is the kind of shot you expect from Evan Fournier at this point as a very clutch player, as a guy who is not afraid of big moments and honestly as the team got, as the guy who's been the Magic's most consistent player to this point. To me, what characterized last year's team is like that heart and hustle team was a spirit about them. That they never quit on each other. They never gave up on games. They stayed relatively even-keeled knowing that things would turn around if they just kept kind of grinding and putting their head down and doing the work. Too much in the early part of the season, maybe the Magic have broken that off. They haven't kind of stayed committed to 
to who they are. And, and certainly late in some of these games early in the season, they've maybe given up the ship a little bit where they don't stay committed to what's worked for them in the past. Steve Clifford often likes to say, we, ha- we have a way we have to play. And it does involve a lot of ball movement. It involves you know, rebounding, low turnovers. It, it, the Magic's margin for error, well, I agree with Clifford that this is a better team. The, ma- the margin for error is still small. And you see how the offense still gets bogged down. How you know That game against the Wizards is a perfect example. If you're not focused and attuned to the game plan, if you're not executing the game plan, you can get beat. When the Magic executed and ran their stuff and didn't settle for the first shot, they tore Washington apart. And the offense coming back the way it has in these last five games has been extremely encouraging. So now it does start to feel like Orlando is rebuilding those characteristics that got them to the playoffs last year. They always knew what was in there, but it's not something you could flip on or off. It's got to be a habit. It's got to be an every night thing. And, you know, honestly, as good as the Sixers and Spurs wins were, they're just hints of who this Magic team is and still can be. Neither of those games were perfect. You don't expect perfection at this time of the year. And as Clifford often likes to say, the goal is to get better as the season progresses. But make no mistake about it, the place the Magic want to start is where they finished last year. This may not be quite the team executing at that 22-9 and level. I don't think they're there yet. But this team is certainly getting closer and closer to that level. Their defense is already pretty much there. They have guys who are filling in and stepping up when, the, when, they're, when they are called upon to do so. You look at how Al Farouk Aminu did, and we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute, when Jonathan Isaac went out, or how Wessa Wundu stepped in. Honestly, I thought he played a really good game Sunday. Or how Markel Fultz stepped in with DJ Augustine and, and Michael Carter-Williams uh, on the shelf a little bit. Clifford is still searching for the right combination, still searching for the right rotations and bench units that will maximize this team. So everyone is still getting, getting, you know, finding their level this season. But that five-game homestand and everything the Magic accomplished in it sure made it feel like 2019 again, or the 2019 season again. The way they rallied at home, the way they protected the Amway Center, the way they never gave up on a game and found ways to scratch and claw and win. You know, I, I'll often say this. The, what impre- always impressed me about the 2008 and 2009 Magic wasn't necessarily that they, they won all those games. You know, 2008, 2009, 2010. What always impressed me about those teams was how they didn't have to play their best to win. They always found a way. They could play bad for three quarters, and in that fourth quarter, they would find a way. Now, this year's Magic team is not that good. I want to make that perfectly clear. This year's Magic team is not that good. They can't afford to play three bad quarters and win the game. They're not going to be able to do that against the elite opponents. But this team is finding ways, again, to scratch and claw. And that's a characteristic that you can't find. You've got to build and develop it. They had it last year. Sure looks like they're building it up again this year. 
It feels good to have that feeling again. It's a confidence that this team has, a resolve that this team has, that they will need throughout the rest of the season. Use your basketball knowledge to prove you have what it takes at mybookie.ag, where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit. Listening to this on the go? If you can't visit mybookie right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash sponsors. Again, that's LockedOnPodcasts.com. That's plural, podcasts.com slash offers. You know, and part of that resolve that I'm talking about, part of that kind of team building that I'm talking about, very much has to do with the commitment and kind of buy-in of the entire team to their roles and what they're going to be needed to do. You know, I think I think it's Clifford who said last year, throughout last year, that everyone on this roster is going to be needed at some point this season. And honestly, that was true. Jarrell Martin was needed for two, three games last season. You know, Jaron, Jaron Grant was needed. He played a little bit, but Isaiah Briscoe, no one thought Isaiah Briscoe would be much of anything. He was absolutely needed last season. Even for a team that was relatively healthy, everyone on the roster, you know, that was on a regular contract, played some meaningful minutes and had to play some meaningful minutes and impact a game with wins and losses. You know, and Melvin Frazier might have been the only one who never really played meaningful minutes all year. So that statement's very, very true. Everyone on the roster is going to be needed at some point. Everyone has to be ready. And, you know, the Magic kind of understand and know they will not have the same injury luck that they had last year. In fact, already they've had some bad injury luck. But Al Farouk Aminu came to the Orlando Magic after pretty much being a full-time starter for his entire career. Signing a three-year deal with the team, essentially knowing that he'd be coming off the bench. He'd be more of in a support role. But, you know, even the best team guys have a little bit of ego, and I'm sure he did not imagine that 12 games or 10 games into the season, he'd be asked to come off the bench. Last Wednesday against the Philadelphia 76ers, Steve Clifford trying to make sure that Terrence Ross gets in rhythm or, or enough players get in rhythm, finally shortened his rotation to nine guys. I think some of it had to do with the Magic trying to match minutes with Ben Simmons specifically in that game, but um, match Aaron Gordon's minutes to Ben Simmons specifically in that game, but the Magic, or Steve Clifford, decided he needed to go to nine to make sure everyone important got their minutes. And with the way his rotation shook out and a minute restriction probably on Markel Fultz, Al Farouk Amini was the guy that got squeezed out. Clifford said in his press conference after the game that Aminu understood um, that with, with Clifford's reasoning and understood and accepted that role. And Clifford kind of assured the media, at least, that it probably wasn't going to be permanent, that they were going to need Aminu at some point in the season again and probably use him pretty heavily. Little did you know that would be two, ga- two days later in the very next game. Jonathan Isaac at the Magic's uh, season ticket holder event to uh, unveil their City Edition jerseys was playing around with some of the fans at the NBA Experience, which, you know, if you know, has interactive exhibits and, and basketball-related exhibits, and did what 
basketball players do. He rolled his ankle, spraining his ankle and, you know, getting ruled out of Friday's win over the Spurs. Suddenly, Alfred Aminu went from playing the fewest minutes he has played in four seasons to being a starter. And honestly, neither he nor the Magic, even though Jonathan Isaac has been vitally important to this team and their defense, nobody bat an eye. If you want to know why the Magic signed Alfred Rukamino, if you want to know what benefit that brought to the team, this is exactly it. And Friday's win over the Spurs. He had 13 points and 13 rebounds. He attacked the offensive glass. He finished around the rim. Hit a couple threes. He was active, engaged, and defensively, you don't have to question him. He is always in the right spot. He's maybe not guarding the best player on the other team. That Magic didn't ask him to guard DeMar DeRozan or anything. But... He was opportunistic and solid on the glass and defensively. That's what you expect from Al Farouk Aminu. And Sunday's win over the Wizards, he didn't shoot well, two for eight from the floor, and, and he struggled to shoot to start the year. But he was solid again. 6.6 rebounds. Again, good defense. The Magic, he did exactly what he was in there to do. Provide a solid defensive presence. So again, the Magic did not skip a beat even without their best player. Al Farouk Aminu, and, and to some extent, I think Michael Carter-Williams and, and Wessa Wundu are there to break, cla- break glass in case of emergency. All three of those guys, Steve Clifford can really trust to step into the game and deliver what the team needs from them. They are not question marks to him. They're guys he can trust and knows exactly what he will get from them. That's a big thing. To have that kind of depth. And so while the Magic don't have offensive depth, and those second units are still struggling to score a ton, while the Magic don't have offensive depth, they don't ever really have to change the way they play. No matter who's in the game, they can feel confident defensively. And... Stick to the same kind of offense even and the same kind of defensive rules. They don't have to change matchups. They don't have to do anything. In fact, honestly, the biggest question that I had is if if the idea was to match minutes with Ben Simmons, why are you doing that when Al Farouk Aminu can step in just as well? And they had Jonathan Isaac that game as well. The whole idea is that versatility would allow Orlando to seamlessly sort of replace one of those guys if they lost them. They don't lose it. They don't, I mean, they lose something because Aaron Gordon and, and Jonathan Isaac are better players, but they don't lose anything in terms of style and defensive presence. And that's important. It's not not important. Aminu is still somewhat the flawed player that he was. His shooting isn't consistent at best. Um, he's struggling this year to finish around the rim, but he's getting good shots there. Right now, he's more just a defensive grinder. And, and you just hope the offense, and you trust him as a veteran, that the offense will come around him. Right now, he's averaging a career, what would be a career low in points. So, you know, I don't think it's anything to do with, with aging or anything, I, but I just think it's the way the Magic are using him as, as a role player. 
And certainly they don't have the guards to get him open like Portland did, where, where Damian Lillard could get you an open shot off his dribble penetration. Among the Magic's bench players, the Magic have their best net rating with Aminu on the floor. They break even with Aminu on the floor, which is not something you could say about any of the bench players. And before he started these last two games, because the starters play a lot better than the bench, Aminu was a minus two, two net rating. Only Michael Carter-Williams was better. So while he's being put in lineups that maybe don't take advantage of his skills and, and, and play him the best, he's still making a, a relatively positive impact. At this point, really, it's just about him making the shots around the basket that he does get, and when he's open, making those three-pointers. But for sure, Orlando knows they can rely on him. Orlando knows and knew all along that if something were to happen, he would be there for them. And not only that, that whatever the magic would need from him, he would be happy to provide. There have already been games this year where teammates have said, we probably don't win this game without Al-Farouk without Chief. So it seems like, in some respect, maybe not in all respects, but it seems like the Magic have indeed made the most of this signing. Or the Magic have indeed gotten exactly what they hoped for in this signing. An insurance policy. And that insurance, at least through these last two games, appears to be paying off. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can always find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.